This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on, on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the many, many members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have, the common goal we have, is to provide our listeners with some really good information so that you make some really good uh, informed decisions out there. Um, 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, some really bad decisions were made in the real estate industry that had a really harsh effect. We're not going to do that anymore. We're all going to make good, informed decisions. And, you know, part of the deal uh, 15 years ago was a lot of investors wanted to get in or, or uh, new investors wanted to get in, didn't really know what they were doing. They lacked good information, good education, and they got into it wrong, and it, it, it really hurt. So to help me with that today, we have the master of investment real estate. Um, well, on North Van S, right? right. Maybe, maybe you, not Don. the whole state of California, maybe not the United States, but certainly in your neighborhood. Absolutely. Thank you. That's right. And it's Mr. Tom Hyatt. Tom, it, along with his wife Angie, are the owners of of Hyatt Real Estate, Hyatt Real Estate, which I am sporting right now, a brand new baseball cap that says Hyatt Real Estate on it. Um, glad I had you. I'm glad I invited you here to the show today. Well, you know, the hat has never looked better. Thank you very much. We need, we need all the advertisement we can get. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and I want you to know too that after 10 years of being on this show, Welcome Home Real Estate is still improving. So, did you know, as of this week, Gerard Lozano, who is our coordinator and um, the mastermind behind the show, um, he got, uh, you can now listen to the podcast, previous shows on iTunes. So, all you got to do is go to iTunes Podcast, get, uh, go to Welcome Home Radio, click on the purple button to subscribe. And you can listen to shows. In fact, when he told me about it yesterday, I went back and listened to several shows from the last few months. So, excellent. Now, you can still do that if you go to the website of ESPN. So, you would go to www.940ESPNFresno.com. You can listen live. Let's say your radio reception's not so good. You can do it that way. Uh, and then you can click on podcasts and get the previous shows for Welcome Home Radio, but also some of the other um, shows like the Christopher Gabriel Show, uh, the Fight Show. They're all on there. All right. Let's get into investment real estate. Mr. Tom Hyatt, why should anybody think of getting into that business? Well, you know, one of the few investment opportunities that we, let's say, the hardworking, uh, uh, high-low, middle-class income uh, 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 people have in investing to create a better future life is in real estate, in particular, single-family, one-to-four units. Uh, and the availability of one-to-four units in Fresno for the investor uh, 
taking in consideration that our median price runs about two hundred and sixty sixty five thousand dollars in the valley. Uh, as you know, the median price is at 50% uh, uh, above and 50% of the, uh, the price below. It's around uh, $260,270. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned to my other fellow agents, now, first of all, as a real estate broker, I've been in the real estate industry at, uh, in about a year and a half. I'll be able to put a five in front of the number of years since I came in this industry, and that will be 50 uh, one of the things that I've discovered after all these years is understanding the difference between salaries, commissions, and investments. A lot of people have never thought about, try, you know, money's money. Well, let me tell you, with most agents that I know, and probably including myself, a commission check lasts about two weeks. I'd like to take that class to find out how you make it last <laughs> that long. <laughs> Uh, however, an investment can last you a lifetime. An investment can last you and can take care of you long into the times where your ability to work or drive to the office is just a little bit too far uh, for you to go or, you know, uh, wherever your job is. So investing is the ability for uh, we hardworking people. It is our opportunity to take care of ourselves in a much better way in the future. However, one of the other aspects I also want you to remember is that investing in real estate, you also have the ability that uh, uh, you can actually reduce your taxes. So it can be uh, um, during the time that, you, uh, that you're working, you protect a good portion of your income and then in Later years, it just flip flops on you. Now it provides you income to take care of you in your in your later life. Uh, we have, <clears throat> unfortunately, from the investment side, we have a lot of money coming into the Fresno market because a lot of people realize that uh, our housing market here is one of the most attractive markets in the entire state. You take uh, all the markets from Sacramento down to the. Uh, down to San Diego, uh, I, I can guarantee you right now there's no better market than the San Joaquin Valley, in particular Fresno. We are the leaders in this valley. Uh, don't let too much time pass you by, fall into the category of the individuals I was just describing, invest. And the question I get a lot, is now a good time to invest because of what we hear or believe about the uncertainty of the marketplace? Yes. Now is a good time to invest. I want to add something in there because when I first started <laughs> investing, you know, and I look back, I realize my first five homes that I bought, which I still have today, I bought them at the top of the market. Yeah. It's like, dang it, how come I can't figure out when to bottom feed? <laughs> I'm always buying at the top of the market. But now looking back, at, you know, because you add the time factor in there, that first one where I paid $44,000 for the home by Herndon and Cedar, okay, it, I paid too much for it. It was probably worth 43 <laughs> But But you know what? I got in there. I learned. And um, with the time factor, I look back, and it's like, wow, that was pretty good. I heard a good one when I first started, and they said, if you're going to get into real estate investing – you have to understand the difference be, 
between immediate and deferred gratification. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Now, perfect example, you, in, in fact, one of the things that I, I, I was also going to mention, just like you said, you bought a home for $44,000. As I was driving into the station this morning, I actually passed by a home that I bought in 1995. Uh, I gave $55,000 for that home. on, an, uh, It was an FHA foreclosure. Uh, I've done very little of that. I've changed the roof, done a little painting, all cosmetic. Uh, I just refinanced that house um, in the early part of the year. It appraised for two twenty-five. I now owe one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars on that home. The rental income for that house, because it has a small apartment in the back over a garage, is seventeen hundred dollars a month. Wow! Uh, so, in a sense, I buy it for fifty-five, do minor repairs or upgrades. Oh, uh, 135, and rent it for 1700, which maintains a very good positive cash flow. We need to understand that philosophy. Okay, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> so you're saying now it's probably worth about 225. I just had it. I know it is. Let's say the market goes down, and now it's only worth 200,000. I don't care. Okay, thank you. So in other words, you bought it for fifty-five. It, it's it is a the real estate market is cyclical, on its way upwards. Yes. So that's a complete sentence. It's cyclical on its way upwards. Oh, I agree with you. Now, uh, um, as a matter of fact, as we all know, in two thousand six, seven, eight, we had some tough times, and I was uh, over at the Fresno Association of Realtors with and passed a dear friend of mine that is a very active investor that we in the real estate industry know, and he's also a real estate broker. And I know he has probably over 100 houses in the Fresno market, and I went up to him and I said, well, you really had to lose a lot of money over the last three or four years. He said, no. I said, I, I, said, I know I lost a lot more than I wanted to lose. And he said, I didn't lose a dime. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, the only way you're going to lose any money when you invest in real estate is to sell. And he said, I didn't sell a thing. The rent checks kept coming, and just like always, I maintained that tax shelter. Uh, and it's going to provide a very, very good uh, uh, income during the time that I, uh, I retire. And believe you me, that's what we as uh, hardworking uh, uh, individuals in the Fresno market, whether you're a realtor or a non-realtor, it doesn't matter. Invest. Invest in what you know. Invest in something. You know, one thing about a stock market, no matter where you are, no disrespect, no disrespect to the stock market. It's just I don't understand it. Uh, and I've and never, you can't see it. And I can't see it. Uh, and it doesn't matter where you live. Uh, the, uh, the increase in value or the decrease in value is going to be the same whether you're in Fresno or New York City. Uh, but there's one thing about our housing. Uh, as an example, uh, there's some fear that we might have some form of a uh, value adjustment uh, ahead of us. That could very well be. However, we in Fresno and those of us that have invested in the Fresno real estate marketplace, we're not going to feel the pinch near as hard or if at all at all. Well, I'm certain there will be some as other areas of Fresno, uh, the Bay Area, where your average cost of housing is about a uh, to my understanding, about 1.4 million. 
uh, in Fresno, where we're at 269 right now, uh, or 265, 270. Believe you me, whatever pinch we feel in Fresno is going to be minor, and it's going to be business as usual. So now is as good a time to invest as last week, last year, five years ago. Bye. Yeah. And, and then rents do go up. Um, I remember that first house that um, I bought. I think the first time I rented it out, it was rented for $375 a month. Yes. Um, today, it rents for 1250 Yes. Uh, and it's actually kind of low for the neighborhood. Well, there's no doubt about that. Uh, uh, although I will advise all my investor friends, if you have a tenant that's been with you for a long time and they're taking care of your home, work with them, leave them alone. Uh, like my dear friend Don Scordino, that's now earning twelve hundred dollars, twelve fifty, twelve seventy-five on the house that he bought for forty-four thousand dollars. If those folks are not causing you problems, taking care of your property, or you know, basically respecting as you do yourself as the owner, don't be too quick to increase their rent. You don't need the money. Leave them alone. What are you going to do with an extra thirty-five dollars a month it, yeah. if you? were to um, do a a rent increase, but if that's what is the straw that breaks the camel's back and makes a move, you're going to spend a lot more than $35 in redoing the house, downtime, and such. With that, though, we do have to go to our first commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, and your host. And here in the studio, we have Tom Hyatt of Hyatt Real Estate, and we're talking real estate investment. And uh, speaking of good investments, Richie Valens of La Bamba. <laughs> How about if you'd bought in the San Fernando Valley way back when he was around? You would have bought a house for five thousand dollars. Today, it's worth six hundred, seven hundred thousand. Yeah, but you wouldn't have that good that, that good valley quality of life. San Fernando Valley or San Joaquin I mean, Valley? I'm here, yes, San Joaquin Valley, Fresno. It's the only place to be. There you go. Um, okay, going back to talking about uh, in, investment properties, um, it can be a little bit confusing because you know when you look at your if you go online and and study up on. Uh, Investment properties are going to talk about capitalization rates, gross rent multipliers, and um, and here maybe what you, you're doing is you're moving out of your home. You're going to rent it rather than sell it and buy another one. So you're going to become a landlord uh, by moving out of the old home. True. So how do you price your rents? Um, do you use those cap rates and, and GRMs? Oh, uh, uh any, unfortunately or fortunately, single-family homes, and I'm saying single-family, one to four units, you really don't use the cap rate, nor is your lender. Now, once you get over those, the fourplex, five units and above, not only are you going to pay attention to that, but also the lender is going to pay attention to that. The lender is going to require uh, uh 
knowing that the uh, you know the property, the investment property that they're putting their loan on is going to be a piece of property. It's going to perform in accordance with the marketplace, but at least for an amount to make their mortgage payment. You're not going to have that problem in the single-family market. You're just not going to have it. Uh, I've got uh, both. I have some uh, uh, small apartment houses. In fact, you know, speaking of tenants, I I bought a uh, an apartment house down in the Fresno High area in 1995. There was a young lady that lived there, had been in that apartment house for three or four years. She's still there. She's still there after That's all this. 23 years. years ago. We love her. She has just been, I mean, she's like a part of the family. So, uh, I mean, she has really assisted us in a big way. And you really, now speaking of tenants and speaking of we as landlords, what are the expectations of each one of us? Now, That's can, a good question. Well, see, now, as an example, the individual I was just talking about, she has been there long enough. It kind of reminds me of a statement that I heard a uh, minister say at a church service one time. He said, you let people hold your money long enough after a while they think it's theirs. So this young lady treats that apartment house like it's hers. Her unit is spotless. If there's any problem, she's on the telephone immediately letting us know, giving us the opportunity to make certain that our properties don't deteriorate. Maintaining a relationship between you and your tenants to know, look, if you have a problem, if there is a leak, if there's a broken window, uh, if uh, you've been there a long time, we need to change the carpet, give us a call. Uh, need some painting done? We're going to do it. Uh, take care of both the interior the exterior of uh of your homes, never allow one of your rentals get to the point that you wouldn't live in it yourself. If you do, uh, it could very well be maybe that investing in the real estate market is not for you. I know that uh, there's not one place that uh, we have 15, my wife and I have, that if I had to live in any of them, I would. Now, from the standpoint of pricing, I want to throw, uh, I know that as an agent from time to time, uh, I'm asked the price. And I finally come up with what I believe is the strategy of pricing, whether it be pricing for investment purposes or pricing, in, uh, pricing for resale. There are three areas. And people say, you know, the old location, and they say location three times. Well, it's not location three times. Number one is going to be your location. Number two, the condition of the property that you're putting on the market, whether it be for an investor purchase or for a resale for a family. So the the location, the condition of the property, and by God, use your comps in the marketplace. Take in consideration the upgrade of the house you're pricing, whether it be for uh uh, for investments, so pricing, three areas, location, condition, and pricing. Never forget that, not only you as a buyer, but agents and pricing for resale. You know, while you were just talking there, I got a text message, and it's from one of my tenants. And by the way, he's been there 16 years, I think. Uh-huh. And rent's probably a little bit low, but I'm following your philosophy. Yeah. 
of hey for an extra 35 bucks 75 bucks I'm not going to rock the boat but here's an example of great communication he called up and said you know that uh, there's something wrong with the carpet and uh, so I went over and took a look at it and it, it's it's time to repaint time for carpet sure. or flooring sure so uh, anyway uh, what I got here was just a text saying uh, that he just finished all the painting. So him and I made a deal. He wanted to paint it himself. Oh, good. So I went out and bought the paint. I bought him rollers. Even bought him a Sherwin-Williams hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it was given to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave him all that, and I said, as soon as you're done with all that, we'll have the flooring guys come in, and instead of carpet, we're going to do the new plank vinyl and you know make it look really sharp. Sure. So he just said, hey, I'm all finished with it. Looks great. Go ahead and send the flooring guys over. So that's good communication. Sure. That, yeah. That's, uh, and respect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like their family. Oh, oh absolutely. I can, uh, I can guarantee you none of us uh, want to live in a home, whether we are uh, a tenant or we are, it's our primary home. We want to live in a home under all conditions that we can be very proud of. We can invite our family over. We can invite our friends over. We would be proud of it. And you as landlords, we as landlords, keep it looking that way. It's your job. The federal government's good to you. You can even write that expense off, the last I heard. And unfortunately, the new tax code has had no effect on you as an investor writing off your expenses on your Schedule E. So there's a tax advantage there. Do it. Yeah, but like my tax guy says, don't do it just for the tax benefits. Make sure it has good business sense behind your venture. Oh, I, now take in consideration, speaking of investment versus uh, uh your single-family home in accordance with the new tax code. As we know, the state of California took a hit with a new tax code that has the maximum amount that we can write off from property tax, prop, uh, property interest on our primary residence, if I'm not mistaken, is around $10,000. And at the same time, they just gave Don and Didi Scordino the ability on their Schedule A to write off $24,000 without doing anything at all. So now you take that $24,000 write-off on Schedule A, which is very, very quickly disappearing, and you invest in real estate, creating a Schedule E that will allow you tax shelters to protect your current income. Okay, so there are some great tax benefits there, too. Absolutely. So how do you, Tom Hyatt, Mm -hmm. uh, local real estate investor. Yes, sir. How do you go about pricing a property? How do you know it's worth 1250 a month rent or 1000 a month? Well, you know, uh, generally what I'll do, I take a couple of things into consideration. Uh, number one, uh, let's say I have $50,000 in the bank, which, by, uh, by the way, I do not, but just in case I do, uh, and that $50,000, the last I check, is probably paying me about maybe an eighth of 1% or the, I don't know, it could probably charge me for keeping it there. I have no idea. Just for our listeners to know, yeah, you probably don't have it in the bank. You probably have it in your wallet, right? Uh, that, <laughs> you've been talking to my wife. Uh, but in, uh, you know, but in any event, 
If I come across the home, it's well cared for, it's in a good, safe rental area, and if I can pay enough down that can satisfy me from allowing my money to work for me a little better than sitting on the checking account, I'll do it. So taking in consideration the purchase price of, or I'm sorry, a medium price of about 265 270 and just scaling down, I might pay 30% down. I don't mind doing that, paying 30 35% down, buying a home that will allow at the very beginning to take care of itself. Uh, you know, it'll pay the principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And by the way, yeah, I do my own yards. Well, I don't do them. I'm sorry, I have a gardener that does our yard. And I think that's a service that we should provide our tenants. Mm-hmm. So I do my yards. Uh, uh, and as long as that property is in a break-even situation, taking in, uh, into consideration that big D word we love so much in investing, that meaning depreciation. Thank God for depreciation, and thank God uh, it was uh, uh, not disturbed with our new tax laws. We still have the ability on investment properties to depreciate in accordance with the uh, the 15 and 27 year, all depending on the type of investment investment you're having all right with that we are going to go to our next commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino host and here in the studio with us we have Tom Hyatt of Hyatt Real Estate, uh, longtime local real estate broker, real estate investor. You've seen many markets, the 80s, the 90s, well you even saw the 70s, huh? I saw the 70s. In fact, I came into the market in 1970. All right. Did you ever see this? Now, here, here's what I want to report on right now. Sure. This is a head-scratcher. Okay, I'm reading uh, a, a news column, and they have several reports in there, several different stories. So, the same news column, this on the same day, you have two totally different stories on the same story. So, here's one that says... Housing affordability hits a decade low in Tulare County. Whoa, that set me back. It's like, wow, what's going on in Tulare County? So I read it and um, found out that they said Tulare's medium, median home price is still at 198000 So I'm thinking, well, that, that's pretty good price. I mean, that should be very affordable. Sure. Then went on to find out that they say that the housing affordability index, as provided by the California Association of Realtors, so it gives it a little credibility there, C-A-R, mm-hmm. um, it said that it, it, it had dropped 2%. Now, is 2% worthy of a news story? Um, and, and what housing affordability means, that index, is... What population segment can buy a median-priced home? Um, and it had only dropped 2%. So, but here's the interesting thing. Same day, same news column. 
there's a different story in there, and it says Tulare County's median price was two hundred and thirty-three thousand. Now the first story said one hundred ninety-eight thousand. Now this one says two hundred thirty-three thousand. So that prompted me to say, okay, let me go to um, CAR. I know how to navigate through there, and I pulled up the stats, and sure enough. Tulare County is at 233000 as a median price. And just so you know, Fresno's median price is 268000 and some change. Uh, Madera, 238000 But here's the really interesting thing. State of California. I got all these papers here. I, can't, I couldn't memorize all the numbers, Tom. <laughs> all right. State of California... Only 26% of the population can afford a median price. Of course, the median price in California is just shy of 600000 It's 597000 Yes, it is. So, that make, of course, that makes it hard, to, hard to, um, to afford. Now, what's interesting is in the United States, 53% of the people can afford to buy a median-priced home. Uh, Fresno is at 47, Tulare 48 percent, so we're just underneath the national average, but extremely well below the state average. Right. Kind of a interesting dynamic there. Yep. So, what do you make of all that, Tom? Well, let's take a look at those statistics you were talking about. And in fact, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal. And it indicates that home sales decline, and it was hit hardest in, uh, uh, in the West, and obviously we're in the West. And as Don said, 26% of California households could afford the medium price house, and this was in the second quarter, which was, uh, let's say, $597,000. But the, an additional statistic to that, in the first quarter, 31% of the people in the state of California could afford the median price house. So in a matter of, matter of one quarter to the next quarter, it dropped from 31% being able to afford to 26%, and that was a matter of three months. And Now, compare that in 2012, 56% of households could afford to purchase the median price home. Now, the median price itself, uh, rose 5.3%, uh, and, and I'm talking about for the state of California, the median existing sales home price rose 5.3% to hit a record $269,000. However, taking consideration the Bay Area, where you're looking at a median price of $1.4 million from, let's say, from San Jose to San Francisco. Uh, now, what does that do for we investors uh, in Fresno right now, as Don indicated, 47% of the people in Fresno could afford a medium price house. And let's just take that statistic and just kind of turn it around the other way, saying 53% of the people in the Fresno are going to be in a rental condition. And they're going to be looking for properties to rent for their families. And this is where... You and I as investors, we have the opportunity that we can buy an affordable home. We got affordable for us, let's say, that we can buy a home. We can rent it out. 
And we thank God that people will move in there and care for that property as we have, pay the mortgage, and allow us the tax shelter you've heard me speak about earlier to allow us to create that income during the time we finally decide. Because I don't know about your job, but when I quit settling real estate, my pay stops. Well, as Don said, when my wife quit selling real estate, my yeah. pay stops. <laughs> I didn't say it, but I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife and I have worked together for 42 years, and we're the co-brokers of our company. And yet, she's where the rubber meets the road. And she allows me the luxury uh, to take care of the investments. Um, so, in a sense, it, as Don will tell you, first of all, I'm not a flipper. No disrespect to flippers. They're flippers that uh, utilize that as a means of creating an income and ability to take care of the family, and they make our neighborhoods more beautiful. So I have no problems with flippers. It's just that what I don't, what I do, I don't need to flip real estate to create an, an income. I need real estate to create a tax shelter. So my approach to the marketplace, and by the way, as Don will tell you, he found out firsthand, it, don't let me ever hear that you are a real estate investor and you sold the house. I want to backtrack. I said something about a home that I bought in uh, uh, 1995. I looked on the tax assessor's roll. Now, first of all, I said the house is worth $225,000. My taxes on that house are a little over $1,100 a year taking into consideration the goodness of Proposition 13. Now, if I were to sell that house, let's say I sold it for two and a quarter, $225,000, and I bought myself another house. Let's say I decided I was going to buy up, I buy a house for $300,000. Two things have just happened. Number one, I can buy a $300,000 house. There's a possibility I'm not going to be able to rent it for $1,700 a month. But there's something I can tell you which is not a possibility but a fact. My taxes just went from $1,100 a year on an investment to whatever one and a quarter percent of 300 is, and I'd say it's $3,750. If you try to subtract the difference, that's $2,600 a year or a cost factor of about $225 a month on the same type of an investment. So why sell? And I don't care if you're doing a 1031. I love 1031s, and we escaped the 2018 uh, tax code from the standpoint of real estate investments and 1031 exchanges. You know, for uh, you know, for most part, no matter if you can afford to keep that house, if you want to refinance it, pull some money, go buy something else. And I'm uh, even though I'm kind of rambling here, but from the standpoint of real estate investments, is such a godsend, and no that the actions you take when you own a piece of property, whether you sell it, whether you exchange it, know what the consequences are. Understand what happens when you do that. Uh, hold it. Uh, as Don will tell you, if I hear you held, uh, you sold something, I will call you. You need to let that one go, Tom. That was <laughs> six years ago I sold one. <laughs> I, know. I sold one, and he's been on to me for for all these years. He's still mad at me that I sold it. He's like, but that brings out a good point. You know, a lot of times we look at real estate investors as um, just in it for the investment, for the money, the profit. But actually, there's a lot of landlords, investors who buy a home, 
keep a home and provide good, affordable housing for others who cannot or may not have the ability to buy at this time. True. So uh, I, um, I'm okay. I have to admit it. I'm sad I sold that one six years ago. I'm sad you sold it too. Yeah. <laughs> so is Dee. <Didi. laughs> All right. Um, just a little bit more fun with this housing affordability index. Okay, telling you that the the you, the United States average is 53 percent are able to purchase a median price home. Sure. And by the way, the 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 other 47 percent maybe they buy one a little less than the the middle. Sure. All right. Um, I know when I was growing up, we certainly weren't in the middle. We we were on the lower side, but we did own something. Sure. All right. California was at 26 percent. Here's some fun ones. Santa Cruz, 12%. Right. Wow. Only right. 12% of the people there can afford a median price home. How about uh, Yolo County, 33%. Merced County, 42%. So there, a trend here is if you're in the San Joaquin Valley, it's much more affordable. Right. And I think the reason for that is that you have... Um, uh, the availability to build more homes. So supply right. and demand is in favor of the consumer here. I agree. If you go to the coast where they have restrictive building codes, um, uh, maybe restrictive regulations, they can't build as much, that will um, cur- that makes affordability go up or down. With that, speaking of going down, we need to go down for a commercial break, but we'll be right back to Welcome Home Radio. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and in the studio we have Mr. Tom Hyatt of Hyatt Real Estate. And we've been talking real estate investing, taxes, and such. Uh, kind of interesting here that I just got a text message from a listener. Kind of surprised me that she's listening. But you've <laughs> mentioned her name a couple of times, and that's Dee Dee Scordino. Uh, and you've said how she was happy that or not happy that we sold that one property, but I'm just surprised she's listening. She must be listening to you. Oh, well, well certainly. Dee is a very dear friend of mine, and I can guarantee you Dee is an exceptional member of our uh, our industry in mortgage lending. Don is so fortunate to have her with him next week. I guarantee you I'll be listening. I love Dee She is just, uh, she improved your life tremendously, my friend. Well, thanks, Tom. Uh, <laughs> and she will be on the show next week. She's a loan officer along with Pablo Estrada. We're going to be talking about a lot of the new um, loan programs that are out there and how they're new opportunities. Um, okay, let's get to some of the new things that are out there in the sure. market. And are they opportunities or actually impediments? And I think you got one or two of them there you want to talk about. Well, I do. You know, I feel uh, I am so happy that I've been in the industry that I've been in all these years. It's just been a godsend to me and my family. I love the real estate industry, no matter what side of the table you're sitting on. And I've sat on all of them. Uh, and, And I'm so afraid that I'm beginning to see a lot of that industry kind of slip by you know the increased transparency in both the searching and the pricing of creating by own line you know is rated is kind of made it 
more difficult for the, uh, the traditional agent to justify some of the fees they got because, you know, they go out there, and I'm certainly not going to touch on commissions. That's, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave that subject alone. But in any event, our buyers and our sellers are becoming a lot more aware of what's going on in the industry, even though we can't forget that we as agents uh, 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 agents and brokers, you know, we provide uh, uh, and we understand that, when you're buying a home, it's both emotional and it's practical. We also understand that being an agent with a local expertise that, uh, you know, in helping buyers uh, match their expectation with their budget, convincing clients that, uh, you know, to actually submit an offer, manage the negotiating process, and there's a mountain of paperwork associated with the transaction uh, that will range from disclosures to escrows. I mean, there are so much, there are so many areas that still technology can't take away from us. We just got to get better at what we do. We just have to, and believe you me and Fresno, we're so fortunate. Uh, the professionalism in our industry in this valley is at an all-time high. The the uh, uh, Our board, uh, through CAR, NAR, FAR, they have helped us. They've kept us out of court. They have given us the information that we can deal in this industry. But in any event, we still are being lulled asleep to a certain extent by some of the things that are going on in this industry. And we see the very industries that gave us the technology to make our job easier are now sometimes the the uh, the portion of the technology industry that's coming out now trying to take our business away from us. They understand what we do. They learned from us, and they learned very effectively. Well, and, and the bigger you get, as in some of these national online uh, real estate companies, not companies, but models, mm-hmm. so, so that started off as advertising firms, mm-hmm. And uh, engaging with the realtor to advertise with them, and then they'll give them the leads, sell them the leads, or whatever. Right. But they're owned by stockholders. So it is what drives that profit before professionalism. When you deal with an individual person, it can be and should be the other way around professionalism before profit. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And believe you me, with 15 properties, I get probably uh, five to six cards a month conservatively telling me that somebody wants to buy one of my investments. Let me tell you something. An individual that's shooting these cards out to you, how they'll buy your house for all cash. You don't have to do anything. You're not going to have to pay what they might even indicate as a commission. You're not going to have to do those repairs. You're not going to have to do anything but sit back and just enjoy that money as Mrs. Scordino did when Don sold that one property. But in (laughs) any event, remember, there's no investor that sends you a card that says, I would like to buy your home for cash that probably is going to give you maybe 60% of what it's really worth because they figure they're going to have to get in there and do some cosmetics. And they expect to make a profit when they sell it. 
So uh, certainly take those cards or letters or whatever you may get and certainly either use them or destroy them or do whatever you want to with them. But at least go in with your eyes open that they're going to go in there and relieve you of a beautiful home that they're going to go in and do certain tweaking that's going to make it so they can make a good profit on their money, a good return. And, no, again, no disrespect if there's someone that wants to do that. God bless you. Uh, I just hadn't done that one yet. So when real estate is a major, major investment. You yes. know, here you're spending at least a quarter million dollars. Uh, it's not like if you go online and you were to buy or get a, a hotel. And, and, hey, even when I click uh, to get a hotel room, there's that fear of the unknown. Absolutely. sure wish I had a little affirmation that, you know, okay, no, you made a good choice. but uh, And that's something that a realtor can give is affirmation. Absolutely. That, hey, no, this is a good neighborhood. You're, it's a very desirable neighborhood, close to schools, close to shopping. Uh, so you bring that local knowledge in there, which you don't get online, uh, you know, like in getting a hotel room. You're just, uh, you're taking a chance. But, all right, so you're taking a chance on one night. So it's miserable for one night. Uh, you'll You'll survive. But will you survive a quarter million dollar investment if if you make the wrong one, where you were driven by somebody or something that was profit before professionalism? You'd rather work with people. Oh, I said it right there. You'd rather work with people who can put professionalism before profit. We have companies now across the nation and. Uh, 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 certainly some I'd never heard of. I'll just mention something like Fly Home where they go in and uh, they'll tell you, we will buy either your house for all cash or we will pay all cash for the house that you want to buy and then we'll sell your house and you can pay us off at the end of the transaction. And we as larger companies, of which I'm not a larger company, are going to have to find a way to effectively compete with that. Uh uh, if we want to maintain our market share, and I know Don is looking at me and says, hey, buddy, your time's running out. He says there's one minute. So the and only, I'd like to have a little bit of it. <laughs> well, I know, Don, but you can do yours next week. Uh, I won't be able to. My wife's going to be on. Oh, that you're the following week. <laughs> but in any event, please take into consideration that one of the greatest opportunities that we have in the Valley is investing in real estate and Invest in the single-family home. You create a better market. You create a better life for a lot of people that just can't afford to go into a home. I am happy to be an investor in the Fresno market. Why Fresno, not, let's say, the Bay Area? Make sense lifestyle. There's Mm. absolutely nothing that I can't do in Fresno. I can't stand by the ocean, but I'll get in my car and drive for a couple hours and stand by it. But from the standpoint, we've got the greatest restaurants, we've got the greatest sports, we've got the greatest college, we've got so many great amenities to life. The lifestyle in front, there might be a couple of hot days in the summer that we have to endure. So we'll survive them. We'll survive them. And I don't have to stand in line, I'm sorry, on freeways where there's a long line of cars. Thank you, Tom Hyatt, for coming in and helping us today. And thank you, most of all, to our listeners for tuning in and uh, participating in Welcome Home Radio. 
and we'll be back next Saturday from 9 to 10. Talk to you then.